Her accent's amazing. Like a lot of Australian accents, I don't really like them, but like I like, I think it's just maybe where she's from in Australia, but I love it. Yeah, Australians kind of like, the best way to describe an Australian accent is almost if you took your accent and my accent and mashed them Mixed together. Them, made yeah. a baby. <laughs> yeah, but an accent baby. An accent baby, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't have a good accent like that, but we'll we'll just, whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. You ready to, to dive back into this? I'm ready. Let's, let's talk about old Sam. Five are not going to satisfy a serial killer, right? There is no, no, there would be no actual number. It would be until you got called. We are not like other shows. I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to be rude because you know how I am. Wasn't a very pleasant looking woman. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but just saying. She was not a high class lady in the uh, I know it looked like terrible. some shit that you did in Kitty Corral school. Like, what is fucking <laughs> awful? Of course, he knows where she's buried, and it wasn't long after that. Like, he's like, I'm digging this bitch up. I need her vulva. And in 2003, Nancy filed for divorce and issued a restraining order. You want to smoke or vape? Even vaping is not allowed in the facility. You have to go outside. A whole new level of horrific. There was much you could do to change it, to be honest. Hello and welcome to Extended Cut. My name is Scott. And I'm Heather. And this is the second part of our case covering David Berkowitz, the 44 caliber killer, the son of Sam, the crazy man who listened to a demonic dog, whichever you'd rather refer to him as. Mm-mm. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> uh, on the main case, which was our last episode, we covered the murders, the shootings, pretty much everything right up to his capture and his confession. Um, it was a very open and shut case, which kind mm-hmm. of made things complicated for extended cut because normally we dive into lots of other things. Yeah, and then, like we have fun facts and more facts, excuse me, more facts and yeah. stuff. And then when I started looking into this, I'm like, mm, there's not a lot here. And then I dug a little yeah. bit deeper and my God, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot here, a lot of weird stuff. It's weird stuff. It's not really so much related to, I wouldn't say related to his crimes, but it's more just like, it really is just fun facts. It's like yeah. just fun culty shit that you get to read. And you're like, this has really, I don't, why can't the case been like that? Right. Why couldn't it have been like, this is what the case is about. Instead, it's like kind of boring. Yeah. yeah the, the the case, I mean, the listener numbers reflect how interesting the Berkowitz case is. Let's put it Uh-oh. that way. <laughs> so anyone who's here for extended cut, I promise you this is going to be much more exciting yes. than the open and shut six shootings that he committed. Oh, but go listen to the episode anyway. Don't make our numbers drop just because he's boring. Yeah, it, exactly fine. that. Yeah, and so am I. <laughs> don't, don't, exactly. steal me, don't be a fun hog. I'm fun too. We're I'm a fun. thunder stealer. I am. <laughs> I'm a snob. Uh, but if you've not heard the main case and you know nothing about david berkowitz this case this episode will mean nothing to you so go back and listen to that episode because otherwise it's just me and heather rambling random facts and shit that means nothing to you exactly Um, in the main episode we teased a couple of things and we're going to get into those straight away we're going to start with dc comics Mm -hmm. so During the investigation into the shootings, uh, DC Comics were called in to analyze the letters. Mm -hmm. 
they're not exactly a forensic team. The, these are not the people you go to to analyze a criminal's letter. No, that that kind of confused me, actually, because I was like, DC Comics, like, what? Like, like, I had to think about it. I was like, comic books? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, the the guys. Yeah, the same guys who do <laughs> Superman and Batman. Um, so yeah. the, letter, the lettering that he used, uh, some of the detectives decided it was very comic book style. And they wow. believed that it may be a comic book artist. So they went and met with the um, editor of DC Comics, uh, uh, Bob Rosaskis. Um, yeah. And they basically met with him and a couple of his illustrators and showed them the letters. And it was in the meeting that Bob realized, hold on a minute. They think this guy's a comic book writer. And Bob is quoted yeah. as saying, there is no way that is anyone from DC Comics. That writing looks janky as fuck. Maybe you should try Marvel. Janky. What a, what awesome. a man. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> like, straight up dogging Marvel. Like, that's yeah. exactly what they were doing. Which I don't, under, I'll be honest. I'm going to be the first one to say I'm not a comic book connoisseur. I don't know much about DC Comics, to be honest, or Marvel. I don't watch any of the movies because I get, I'm not really big into superhero kind of stuff like Thor. <laughs> okay, he can get it. Like, hello. Yes. Yeah, so but like. You watch mm-mm. Thor and Captain America, everyone else can do. Oh, Chris Evans. Oh, oh my heart. How about Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man? Oh, he's all right. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Yeah, he used so, to be bad. He's all right, though. He was real. We could do a case on him. That's how bad he used to be. <laughs> he he was. He has some really good films. Anyway, I'm going to get off track talking about these sexy men. But just saying, I don't know a lot about the universe. And so when people are talking about all these movies, I'm like, there's like five of each. I, like, I yeah. don't I don't get it. I don't understand the universe. And so for me, it's just. It's fallen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I watch a few, and the the boys watch them, and they'll come to me and tell me all these amazing Marvel mm-hmm. facts, and I kind of nod and go, "Uh huh." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think it's like a newer generation thing for me. Like DC Comics would be more like old school. Yeah, uh, but like Mar, I guess Marvel was. I don't know. How yeah, old Marvel I, is, but... I think they're both old. I think it's just more Marvel yeah. have got better movies, which is why. Yeah, all the kids like it. Not me. Um, I think this hundred percent was an excuse for them to visit DC Comics headquarters. Probably. This was an excuse for a tour. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's going to be like. What's the point? What? 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 What else would be you know worth doing anything? It's like let's go visit the comic book store area, whatever. See, I don't even know comic book store. That's probably not even right. No, it's going to be a big studio where they're drawing all the comics. It's just a, it's a a day trip for police. Um, Their day trips didn't stop there either. Uh, So in the main episode, I said they got a private screening of the Wicker Man. Um, So the Wicker Man came out in 1973 Hmm. and it was a fairly big success. I don't know how. What's wrong with the Wicker Man? There's oh, there's nakedness, there's silliness, there's dancing. It's midsummer without the boring bit. Oh, I will quit right <laughs> now. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. But like midsummer, midsummer, whatever is actually not a bad movie. It's just really, really slow and very draining and depressing. So if you're into that, sure. Yeah. Uh, but I tried. Look, I watched the '73 Wicker Man. I watched it. I think I actually watched it for the first time last year when I was pregnant. 
And I really felt like I was going to die the entire time. <laughs> it was, I, it was, I, I just, and I haven't watched the Nick Cage one. Yeah. Because don't. I can't find it streaming anywhere. I don't think. Yeah. Don't watch the Nick Cage mm. one. Um, now, the reason they went for, or they got a private screening is in one of Berkowitz's letters, he referred to himself as the Wicked Wicker King. And police weren't mm-hmm. sure if that was just ramblings or if it had any connection to the Wicker Man movie, mm-hmm. whether it was subtext for something that the movie could give yeah. them a clue. So they contacted a local theatre and arranged a private screening. It was attended by an undisclosed number of officers who studied taking notes um, to try and work out what was meant with his reference. Um, after they watched it twice, <sighs> they concluded oh, that it offered no insight, but all they did find out is that Christopher Lee ruled. I have no Okay, words. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is cool. Like, I mean, or was cool. Sorry. Yeah. R.I.P. But I, I barely made it through it the first time. I don't care if there's naked women, naked men. It was just such a, it was just weird. I don't know. I Maybe the singing, it felt like a musical porno kind of thing. Like, I I don't know what was going on. Yeah, what's not to like? Uh, (laughs) Could you imagine that? Like, if this killer happened now Mm -hmm. and they had referenced Scream 6, could you imagine the police department getting a private screening? Of, it just wouldn't happen. No, because they. <laughs> it almost <laughs> felt like a like a hobby, like an activity. Like, hey, we're going to show you the Wicker Man because this is what's popping right now. But that's so they're not taking it serious, is the way I look at it. It's like watching a screening of a film is not going to get you the information you need to solve a crime. Like, no, and, and, and like they've no. Gone, so they've gone to DC Comics, and then like the following week they've gone and yeah. gone to a private screening. I'm amazed they didn't find like a restaurant chain involved and all go out for a meal. They they probably did. They just didn't <laughs> disclose that. You know they did. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, they hungry. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> not long after police identified his car, so they worked out what car he was driving. Um, yeah. but they'd done that through the parking ticket that eventually led to his arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, they called the department that covered that area where he lived in. Uh, the call was answered by a lady called Weak Car. Now, Weak Car knew who Berkowitz was. Okay. And this is really weird. So even better than knowing who Berkowitz was, Berkowitz was her father's neighbor. She's quoting as, I know that guy. That's the guy who shot at my dad's dog. He's a real weirdo. Now, her dad is Sam Carr. And the mm-hmm. dog that Berkowitz shot at is the demonically possessed dog that he accused of causing all the but, killings. Oh, I wish y'all could see my face. No, that's his friend. Why is he trying to shoot his dog friend? He uh, just... I well, thought that that dog made him do all this shit. Now, well, maybe that's why he's trying to shoot the dog. He was like, I just... Fuck you, dog. Yeah, but what's the chance <laughs> of Sam's daughter working at the police department that covered that area that took the call when they were trying to track down his car? Yeah, I mean, that's it's just it's like insane. Asinine, yeah. So it, it it's crazy. Um, as for the dog, I know you put a lot of belief in the demonically <laughs> possessed dog. Um, so the dog mm-hmm. gets its own section because I felt it was only appropriate to give the dog as yeah. much coverage as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Berkowitz lied about the demonically possessed dog. It's a thing that he yes. later said that yes. at the time this was his route to an insanity plea. 
So well, yeah, you, like why why not go for it? Why not try? Right? Because what, what if they're like, hey, you're insane. We're not going to put you in jail, like regular jail. Which would you want to be in regular jail, or would you want to be in uh, an institution for the criminally insane? Uh, I don't think I'd rather either, but given the choice, I'm in an institution every really? time. Um, <laughs> apparently, he he changed his mind last minute. So mm-hmm. when he was confessing and when he said about the dog, it was around about that time when he had his first meeting with his lawyer and his lawyer mm-hmm. went, look, the, the, the story about the dog's cute and all, but they are not going to buy that as an insanity plea. Yeah. You need to no. just own up now and try and get the best deal out of this you can. Yep. So he, he they knew, they knew he was full of shit. Like, I mean, come on now. I think that there's a way to, if someone is good enough to portray being emotionally not okay versus making up a crazy story about a dog, like that told, told him what to do. That's, it's totally different. I don't know. I mean, if I were on that side of the team of trying to defend him, I'd also be like, drop that, David. We're, <laughs> you're going to go under the jail if you don't stop lying. Yeah, the the thing is, so he he expanded on his story as well. So it wasn't yeah. just the dog; it was that the old man Sam was possessed, mm-hmm. and he spoke through the dog. Um, and it's a black Labrador called Harvey. Um, two things: first of all, despite what Heather will tell you, dogs Whatever. are the most lovely, kind, pure-souled creatures <laughs> on the planet, and they there is bite. no way in hell a demon could communicate through such a pure, loving being. I don't believe it. I know for sure that demons, they go through dogs. They, they'll go through a cat, too. Like, I ain't playing. Yeah, Just because cat- I said it. <laughs> I don't evil. like a lot of animals, actually. So cats can be evil. I do prefer a cat over a dog. But um, you don't know. Until it exists, Scott, you don't know what the demons can come through. Well, this is, this is true. The, the other thing, though, is like I never understood why he made this so complicated. So... If he said his neighbour was possessed and his neighbour was telling him to do things, that's probably fairly easy for them to put down yes. to a mental illness. But it was his neighbour's possessed, but his neighbour won't talk to him directly. So he talks to the dog telepathically the dog. and then the dog mm-hmm. talks to him. Why make it so so much hard work? That's a, that's a complicated lie to keep up. And maybe to make it sound more insane, like to make it sound crazy like isn't that kind of the point because, it does sound crazy exactly because if, if he just said that the neighbor told him something whatever that's just another person and that's something they can vouch for but they can't ask the dog <laughs> rufus is asleep i don't know what his name was uh, was it rufus it was harvey harvey, harvey. who calls that okay. dog harvey as well that's a bad harvey. dog thing. yeah that's like have you ever noticed that there's some people that name their dogs or other pets human names, right? Not yeah. like Bingo. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. But like they name the dog like Charles or uh, Sebastian. I don't know. Like it's weird it, to me. I, it's I don't the know. craziest thing when you see people who walk yeah. their dog and their dogs run mm-hmm. away and they're running after them going, Beatrice, Beatrice, come back, Beatrice. And you're like, where that, where's that bitch Beatrice at? I hope you find her. And then you find out it's a stupid-ass dog. Like, it, yeah. it's always a stupid dog. That's the thing. It's like a poodle or something. Ugh. Y'all don't understand. I don't like poodles. They are no. so mean. No, see, our, our, our dog passed away last year, and we are yes. about to get a new dog 
which is quite exciting. <gasps> what kind? What kind? What kind? Uh, it, it's a it's a Jack Russell cross poodle. It's a Jackapoo. <sighs> I was just talking shit about poodles that you yeah. have to get. One. Well, you're not getting a purebred poodle. No, so no, not, no, 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 no. You're this getting is, a poo. This is like think like um, the I think real. I've seen them. Yeah, this is like handbag size dog. This is. I don't. I don't see you being that type of man to to have like a small puppy. Like uh, I feel like you would get like a big, big, like a um. Not like a German Shepherd, but like a lab, like something big. Labs yeah. are good dogs, actually. So. No, we're getting a we're getting a little small dog. And she's called Flo. So next time we record, she'll be here to say hi. All right, go off, Flo. Yeah, see, she's got a proper dog name, <laughs> Flo. It's like a, it's almost like a nickname name. Yeah. So it's like you could call her Florence or something, right? Yeah, you want to no. call her Flo. Yeah, she's. I like she's that. Flo. Okay, yeah. I'll and... be excited to meet Flo. She better not be a bitch. To no, me. She, no, she won't. She, she's <laughs> lovely. Um, awesome. Moving on slightly, but kind of not. Um, mm-hmm. There was a claim from Berkowitz that actually had some foundation to it. And okay. this was the claim that he was a member of a satanic cult. <sighs> now, anyway. there's lots of wild stories around this, like the dog and all the other shit that this stemmed from. But the cult did exist. This was yeah. a real cult at the time. Um since Berkowitz was sentenced, he's stopped commenting on the case. Um, yes. But he's claimed that he didn't act alone and he acted hand in hand with other cult members. And mm-hmm. I said this was bullshit. And I said this was bullshit on the main episode. Yep. In the lead up to Extended Cut, I've gone down the biggest cult rabbit hole in the did. world. I mean, this ties to like mm-hmm. Manson and all sorts of crazy stuff if you go really into it. Um, so Berkowitz yep. was actually close with his neighbour, uh, the old guy, Sam, um, and his sons, Michael and John. Him, mm-hmm. Michael and John used to hang about together and they used to spend a lot of time around an abandoned well pump, uh, which I'm guessing is just like a, a like a, an old building underground I basement so. style thing. Um, yeah. It was referred to as local by locals as Devil's Cave. Uh, when mm-hmm. we release this episode, I'm going to share some photos inside this place. There is not enough money in the world to get me to go in here. I saw some pictures of it. Yeah, wow. no, no, thank you. It, it's, no. Yeah. It, imagine if Freddy Krueger lived in a cave instead of a mm-hmm. boiler house. This is it. It's very spooky. See, that's the thing with me. Like, I don't believe it until it's real. And I ain't fucking with no kind of spirits and shit because I'm just like, why take the chance, right? Like, you don't know. See, I'm the world's biggest no. skeptic, but I am not brave enough to tempt fate and be proven wrong. So you've never said, like, there in the UK, like, I'm sure there's a haunted place somewhere, right? A haunted house, a haunted something. Yeah, you know, whatever. right where we are. The, yeah, you live in the damn, but yeah, I forget, you're like in the spooky forest. Yeah. So we have places here, but I've been to a haunted house. I went to the Myrtles Plantation, which is, uh, if you watch documentaries, it's like, really high on the list of being the most haunted places in America type thing. It has a vibe. I'll, I'll say that, but yeah. I, I didn't, I mean, like I didn't see a ghost and also a lot of the stories fabricated that they use to bring in tourists. Yeah. It's like, like what, I've been obviously shooting my film and a lot yes. of that has revolved in shooting in the forest and shooting mm-hmm. late hours or really early hours and doing a lot of that actually solo completely on my own. In the forest at three o'clock in the morning, 
on your yeah, that's own. Scary. There is mm-hmm. just there is something about that that just makes you feel uneasy. And I don't know if it's like a mm-hmm. a basic instinct where something in my body is going, "You're stupid. This is yeah. not safe." And it's that kind yeah. of which hopefully adds to how scared I look in the film. <laughs> I'm excited for your film. I don't want to go off. I know we're trying to discuss our case and stuff, but like the more I think about it, I remember when you first told me about it and it's been a while and I'm like, when am I going to get to see this? I know you're not letting anybody extra special see it yet, but I'm just like, I want to see it. Cause I think it's going to be great. August. I think 25th. it's going to be fun. It's out this August and there will be certain Can't people wait. who get it early. You are one of those. Yeah. Thank you. I like your dog, by the way. I haven't even see. I like dogs now. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so this place, Devil's Cave, uh, the yeah. police dealt with numerous animal corpses, uh, sacrificial ritual sites, um, and they were not willing to go in there after nightfall. And I don't know if that's because mm-hmm. it could be full of crack addicts or whatever. But if it was nighttime and they got a call to there, it's like we'll respond nope. in the morning. No, no, thank you. I don't blame them. It's full of crackheads or demons. <laughs> like, yeah, no. And, and I know this, it's not a smoking gun to say that there's a cult, but bear with me, stick with me for a minute. Yeah. Um, in one of the letters, Berkowitz claimed to be Chubby Beelzebub. And that doesn't match his <laughs> description at all because he wasn't a chubby guy. Um, it does match the description of John Carr as do mm-hmm. several of the early police sketches match are closer to John and Michael than they are to Berkowitz. Yeah. And this is where it gets really weird. So there's a private investigator who was involved at the time and has been involved, was involved right up until his death in investigating mm-hmm. the cult side of this. There's a guy called Maury Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was working this angle and he was pushing this information to police to try and gear their investigation this way, this way. Um, and to be fair to them, they did actually investigate some of this as well. Um, so John Carr, um, reportedly died of suicide, uh, and police as police arrived at his home in 1978. So this is just after Berkowitz was arrested. They went to speak to John Carr and he, he unalived himself. And Michael Carr died in a car crash early the following year, again, before police could speak to him, which that's weird for a start. I find anything like that, I find, I find suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Maury yes. Terry worked on this for years. He released a book, which I've actually ordered, um, called The Ultimate Evil, which was published mm-hmm. in 1988. Okay. Um, it's this book that led to the case basically being re-examined not by the police, but by the press. So when mm. this book came out, the basically the press got hold of it and they went, ah, how much have we got? How much information have we got? Let's start digging and going down this road. Um, they really pushed. So from 1988 to 1995, they pushed theories. They produced new evidence to such a level that in early 1996, the case was reopened. Yeah. Which... It's not it's not too crazy to think that there couldn't be that that there aren't more people involved, honestly, because at that time frame and when you read all that, and I'm, I don't know if I read the same article or articles as you read, because as you guys know, Scott used to not like true crime. No. Scott 
knows his fucking shit now. <laughs> and if you notice, especially on extended cut, I really let him take the lead in most of it because like he is a true crime aficionado now. Like he's like into true crime and he loves it. I know he does. Cause so, he's so good at explaining all this shit that I'm like, oh, I read a little bit, but I didn't really get into yeah, it. Yeah. Some cases. So like this case I found interesting because yeah there's a conspiracy element to it and i i hate conspiracy yes. theories and i think they're yeah. all bullshit but then Me when too. i started reading i'm going mm, actually th- this is there's a string in this that could th- there is a potential there could be multiple sons of sam because berkowitz was not a clever man he he wasn't and he and, and him being a part of that group and kind of like he looked like the type and his his profile would be like, I need the help. Like he needed that crutch of people to probably help him. Cause we already know he couldn't shoot for shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, how the, how the, how the U S military said he was a, a proficient marksman. He maybe, couldn't, maybe they lied. He couldn't hit the back end of a door from six feet. He was terrible. I, I know. And that's what the whole, like, being in a cult or a cult-like activities, all that stuff. That being said, it makes sense when you think about it. Not for all serial killers, okay? Because most of them are solo. They don't need help. They're doing their own thing, okay? Thank you. But, like, he was a little... He needed some help. Yeah. There's something to it. And, like, this this cult, like, if you really go and read into it, and I'm not going to do that here, um, but if you really (laughs) read into it, this cult was linked to the same cult or alleged cult that Manson had created and it was linked to another cult that another serial killer and you're like Mm -hmm. there's people who've like connect all the dots and you've got like seven serial killers who were all in communication through this cult and it's like Uh, yeah it's gone too far uh, now yeah exactly for me like the conspiracy side of it I can get it that stuff starts to get like a what is that uh show what is it um Charlie Day and Always Sunny when he has the yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's oh, making the graph, the chart with the, like, that's my mind when I start to think about conspiracy stuff, because it's that much research. It's that many different points of view that you're trying to think on. And I ain't got time for that. Uh, Look, uh, not, not only that. I don't. Can, yeah. Not only that, you can tie anything together if you try hard you enough. You can. And you can't tie me to shit. I'm going to let y'all know that. You can't tie me physically or mentally to shit because I ain't done nothing. That, I've been that, at home. That's a challenge. I am, b- before the next episode, <laughs> I am going to, in. I, I've just created a new feature. It's called Tenacious oh, Link. So I'm going to tie <laughs> you to our next killer. No. It's not like the six degrees or what is it? Six degrees of bacon or set. What is it? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The Kevin Bacon thing? Yeah. <laughs> that's not me. That's what's happened. That's how it opened in the next episode is I'm tying you to the killer from where you are now. You are. I'm going to. Well, when I find out who the next case is, because I know that it's a listener request, but like at the same time, I got to see the name so I can, it can jog my memory, but good day, mate. (laughs) Yeah. There's a little teaser. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tie you to that killer. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Um, the investigation of Son and Sam was reopened. Um, they failed mm-hmm. to find any evidence of another suitor or a satanic cult, but they also couldn't find enough evidence to say that there wasn't another shooter and that there That's wasn't true. a satanic cult. Um, the case has been suspended, and believe it or not, even though Berkowitz is still in prison, the Son yes. of Sam case is listed as open and unsolved. Hmm. 
which I found insane that he's he's in prison for these crimes, yet the case is officially yeah. unsolved. And he's old. He's like what seventy ish, seventy one, I think he is. Is he eighty one now? Yeah. Okay. I saw a photo of him, and I was like, "Well, I mean, he looks old, but he's kind of at that age where you're like, you could be seventy, but you could be ninety because there's not a bunch of different. Some people they just don't look like any older when they're seventy versus when they're eighty five, ninety, right? Yeah. And and it was hard for me to see, but he's all like, he's like chunkier and bald, like has no hair now and everything. So yeah, he's got a very suspicious nineteen seventies tash still. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, does it Mark have a mustache? Uh, no, Mark had a mustache for a little while and I, I think okay. the, I think the mockery made him shave it away. I I'm not saying I'm not I mean I don't know. My husband has a full beard, but I my thing is like either do it or don't. Are you not a fan of mustache then? Uh not a mustache solo, no. I, I've seen a lot of younger guys, especially like where I live. Actually I've seen them everywhere, but like it's a thing now. Okay, like it, it must be a trending thing with uh, males about, mm, let's say mid twenties to late twenties, early thirties, and they just have the mustache, right? Clean shaven. I have a cousin who lives in Texas, not me. My cousin lives in Texas. Mark, just letting you know. And he is a uh, he works for the fire department. He has it, it's like a fire department thing too. I'm serious. Bunch of the men have just a mustache, and I'm like. I mean, I it, I don't like it for me, but you do you, boo. Okay. Yeah, you, I, I think for the fire department, you want. having any facial hair is a lie. I don't think they're supposed to. Yeah, but he's like a, a what would you call it? Like a higher rank. Like uh, okay, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't go and put the fires out. But maybe but that's like, a celebration. He doesn't put the fires out yeah. there so he can have facial hair again. And he's pretty young. Yeah, I don't know, but I just think it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to comment on that. I don't I want will. a lot of people getting pissed off. I will. They look like, creepy. Mustaches make look, men look creepy. They look like a pedophile. I said what I said a little yeah. bit. Like it, uh, it depends on the person, right? If the person carries it and they wear the right clothing, like it can work, but it's just not my cup of tea. No, if I had a mustache now, I would look like the sort of they guy who'd be like, hey, Heather, how are you? That's the guy. <laughs> I'd be like, like, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, anyways, no white vans, no candy, yeah. nothing that rhymes with grape. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want you to let us know what you think on this case, because the cult side of it, th- this is where I'm really interested in what other yeah. people think. When it gets to conspiracies yeah. that's not as clean cut, there's lots of you who listen. Get in touch. Send us an email. You run podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, record us a, a direct message. Just literally push and hold mm-hmm. the mic button and speak. Or record a TikTok with no music. We had another one this week that used music. Uh-oh. And I can't what use is it the... on the show. Oh, co- copyright stuff. Yeah. So, like, that's yes. so stupid. So I mean, it's... I get it, but it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, and the video was really good as well. And it was talking about um, Jack the Ripper. And it was great. But oh. it's like, What song did they use that would copyright? Uh, what was it? Uh, Our music, J- I guess. J- Johnny, they used Johnny Cash. I can't uh, remember which song though. It was really cool. Yeah, I'll send it to that you. Sucks. Yeah, that, that, that sucks. It's so, it's so dumb that you can't kind of be creative. Like they let you use music on the reels, right, on Instagram. So it's like, yeah, yeah. copyright me. Do, do you know podcasting is really strange? So like, it's Apple or Spotify where you can get in trouble. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, it's quite difficult to get a strike, but if you do get a strike, your podcast is pretty much over. Yeah, let's not do that. We, yeah. we, just, we, we don't need to do that. We're just no. getting started. No. Um, <laughs> don't do that. So Maury Terry's books was also the subject of a documentary on Netflix called The Sons of Sam, Descent into Darkness, mm-hmm. which I watched and I enjoyed. It's a conspiracy yeah. take Yeah, it was on conspiracy it. heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had all the facts, but they kind of they kind of done the entire case in the first episode and a bit. And then there was like three or four episodes of just pure. And then we went to this cult place and then we met this cult leader It's very yeah that way. Um, yeah. There are lots I mean, of I people... like cult stuff, but. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, there's lots of people who profit from the son of Sam's killings. Um, one of them's not David Berkowitz. And that's because there was a law that was introduced, um, which was the son of Sam yeah. law. Um, well, I'm going to get to that in a minute because that needs a little bit more explaining than me just going, it's the son of Sam law. Um, other things you can watch yeah, is yeah. The Summer of Sam, which came out in 1999. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a good movie. Um, Berkowitz absolutely hated it, which kind of made me love it more. I saw an interview where he's like, and that movie about me, Summer of Sam, that's absolute trash. I was like, I like well, that movie I mean, a little bit more. You're you're kind of trash for what you did, okay? Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Um, he's been referencing so many things from Mind Hunter to Seinfeld to like. I, mm. I think the Seinfeld one is they're talking about like. Uh, it's all to do with like delivering post and mailman, and like one of them delivers post to Berkowitz. He's literally mentioned in anything that's set in New York. He's referenced. I yeah. think he's referenced in friends at one point as well he's literally been everywhere i didn't watch seinfeld so that wasn't a show i did watch friends eventually (laughs) not when it came out but like uh i didn't watch seinfeld i'm not a uh what's his name who's the guy yeah i'm not yeah jerry what's what's his name i can't think yeah seinfeld jerry seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) damn stupid Anyway, sorry. No, but seriously, like I, I didn't get his humor. Like I, I've seen clips of the show, and I was like, "That's not funny." No, I, I've watched a couple. Is it but... me? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I've watched a couple, and a couple are like, "Okay, that's." I see why people like this, but it's not for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Friends was okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm not really a series person. I don't watch series. I watch films and I watch documentaries. I like a series like Stranger Things. You know, yeah. Okay, stuff like that, like, oh, oh, just saying, FYI, my little niece, who is 13, she just turned 13 a couple days ago, she just met Eddie Munson. That's not his real name, you know, in real life. But anyway, she just got to meet him. They just went to a con. And um, my sister got to meet uh, Ralph Macchio and William Zapka from The Karate Kid. Oh, that's cool. I was I was like, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> so jealous. Yeah, we don't get many cons over here. You get loads in America. You're, you're spoiled. There is a true crime con that I saw the other day that I've... Mm. I, don't, I don't kind of know what goes on at a true crime con, so I'm going to have a look into that. If anyone's been to a true crime con, let me know Yeah, I've happens. never even heard of one. This is the first time I've heard of one. I mean, yeah. obviously they have horror ones and comic book 
yeah, stuff, but, which, which they mix. But what do they do at a true crime con? They're not rolling in Ted Bundy to do a Q and A, are they? I, I mean, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. That is weird. Maybe you meet people. M- maybe writers. Maybe you meet authors. Yeah, yeah, authors and maybe famous podcasts and stuff. I don't. Know, you need to look into that. Yeah, maybe I'll get us a desk at one. Shit, I gotta come <laughs> to the UK. Yeah, or we'll find one in the States and I'll come out to you. Oh, my gosh. If you came here, y'all love it. (laughs) Y'all love it. (laughs) Um, So the son of Sam Law, and this is just the most mind-boggling that this got Mm -hmm. passed as law. Um, So after he was arrested, he was offered numerous TV deals, movie deals, book deals. Like, Of course. We will throw money at you for you to tell us your story exclusively. Yep. Um, legislators in less than three weeks passed a new law to prevent killers selling their story to the press, film, TV or book deals. And it was passed yep. in law as the Son of Sam legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been criticised for breaching the First Amendment of free speech. Um, and it's wow. been adapted over the years as well. Um, so much so that it can now extend to friends and family of the killer it can extend mm-hmm. to victims and it can extend to anyone else involved in the case if the court deems it's necessary. And so this was just in New York, right? Was it? It, it was it was passed just in New York, but this is now okay. I think it's in most states a version. Okay, of this I, yeah, I was just exists. wondering because of like the Dahmer stuff, right? Because uh, that started a whole bunch of mess when they did the Netflix series. Yeah. You had all the victims, which. Of course, no disrespect to them. I understand. I, I mean, why I understand. I couldn't understand that situation, but like, I do have empathy and sympathy for them. But there was a lot of shit started. Like, yeah. oh, it's yeah, like, like, holy pro- shit. Yeah, who profits from it? Who makes the money from it? Uh, and I exactly. understand that. Uh, the law now targets something really strange, which I think is strange. Um, they mm-hmm. t- target online murder, murder rebellia. So this is people who are making t-shirts or hats or like, whatever with, with serial killer quotes or trying to yeah. profit off of the effectively trying to profit off of the work of a serial yeah. killer yeah um it's something that i have to take into account every time i make a t-shirt for the show well and like if you get on etsy though scott like there's a million shops on there right they all have <clears throat> i mean that's where i've gotten some of my stuff from like they have um all kinds of stuff, shirts, pins, uh, stickers, where I got your stickers from, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's all kinds of stuff that has like to do with horror movies or true crime. Yeah. I saw a T-shirt that the other day said, killing it like Gein from whatever yeah. year. And it's, I, they've, I've got to say a lot oh, of no. the true, a lot of the true crime stuff is very distasteful. Some mm-hmm. of it's good, but a lot of it's, a lot of it is on a I mean, it is like, because it's it's different than horror stuff because I think that horror as just it's an entity itself, more people look at it and they're like, they let their children watch it, stuff like that, which is fine. Let your kids watch it if you want. But like true crime, more taboo for some yeah. reason. I think that's why you have more people that are like, like, oh, this is so bad. Like, oh my God. And it's like a horror movie. <laughs> okay, whatever. They just rip their arms off and it's no big deal. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, yeah, what, I don't know. Uh, the thing I find strange is like the, the whole like memorabilia side of true crime. Mm-hmm. If you do something for David Berkowitz, 
lots of people are going to complain and moan and not be very happy that you've made some merchandise about that. But if I go make a Jack the Ripper t-shirt tomorrow, not a single person gives a shit. No. Because it's older. I mean, I'm only... I might it's, really it's like, give a shit about him. <laughs> but it's, it's, the thing is, though, at what point in, uh, well, how much time yeah. needs to pass before it's okay? It's it's really odd. I find it a really weird thing. I mean, it is very strange. But again, if you want any type of horror T-shirt, like I have a closet full of them, right? From Freddy, Jason, just Halloween, like all the big ones. They, I mean, everybody's, you're, you're making money off of it. You're profiting somehow. And for me, as long, like you said about it being distasteful, true crime is like the same thing. They're going to profit from it. They're going to make the stickers that say absurd things and t-shirts. But if that's what, like, if you want to wear that, let people wear whatever they want, I guess. Right. Like it's for you, not for me. I mean, I'm not going to wear something that's like too absurd. Yeah. Not anything that's like, you know, killing it like Gein. Like I don't I don't really particularly no. like that. So No. I I did toy with um using one of your greatest lines to make a t shirt, hmm. which was that son of a bitch just wanted her vulva. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be a t shirt. I that's think classy. I that's I, classy I, as I well. think so. Um we received <laughs> a message after Oh, shit. The first episode. Uh, if you cast your mind back, Heather, you promised if we received a message in any way, shape or form. Oh, God. You would read this in your fabulous <laughs> British accent. <laughs> I've snored it. Did you send it to me? Did you send uh, it to me? Uh, I did. It's in, it's in our notes. Uh, so we received right, a message from Eric. And Let me get to Eric. my email. Uh, that's Eric82 yeah. on Instagram. Um yeah, he knows. Well, I'm going to let you read the the message. It's it's right oh, at the bottom. Shit, hold on. It, it, it's 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 more of a fun fact than a message. It's quite short. It's at so the I, very very bottom. It's at the very very bottom. Okay, hold on. Where it says we received the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. I I, I got that. Hold on. Uh. Okay, the fun fact. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know if I can do these, these words are hard. I'm gonna try. Scott's making my armpit sweat. I don't even know how to. Speak. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, you can. y'all are just y'all are just gonna make fun of me, and I'm gonna get bullied. And Scott, if I jump off the top of my house because I get bullied too much, I'm coming for you somehow. I'll, I'll make a t-shirt. Bullied so much, like, she fun jumped. Fact. Oh my yeah. god! I have to read all that. Hold on. Yeah. Let me let me make sure. So the Bubba, he should. Okay. Oh god. Okay. Here we go. Y'all, listen. This is I. I don't know if I can do it, and I'm sorry for everybody that lives in the UK. <laughs> it can't be any worse than Mark's shitty ass Southern accent. Though. This is true. Okay. Oh my god. Fun fact. <laughs> Oh, God. A friend from college became a correction officer and works at the prison where Berkowitz is incarcerated. He said that Berkowitz was the politely, <laughs> politely nicest inmate. That's that's Australian. I don't even know where that came from. Nicest inmate. And at the time, didn't think he should be paroled after what he did. That's cool. Yeah. See, I... <laughs> I, I think it's really cool that Eric knows someone who worked in the prison Berkowitz was held. Wait, Eric who? 
Uh, this is by Instagram, Eric82. If I wonder if it's the same Eric that I know, because I'm coming at him if it is. <laughs> I'll tag him. I'll, I'll say. I'll Wait, send does you. he does he have a does he have a podcast? Uh, no, he he shares lots. Okay, of books. It's a, yeah, it's not the right Eric. Sorry, Eric, it's a different Eric because you follow the Eric that I know, Eric Hyde. He yeah. does uh, Eric the Internet stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, not okay, Eric. not him. Sorry, no, di- different Eric. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounded. That was like Australian meets. Louisiana meets the UK. I'm struggling. It was good. I liked it. A tea. I like a spot a tea. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Uh, After Heather's borderline racist accent, I want to hear this song I've heard so much about. (laughs) Okay. All right, you guys. So I'm always, you know, I'm not being bullied into doing a song. This is like fun for me. And I was telling Scott earlier that I would love to do like a full, you know, from the beginning to the end, a full song and remix it, change the lyrics. Um, That takes a little bit more work. And sometimes it's just not as funny to me. So like it might be funny to me, but not you guys. So I am going to sing you this. This is going to be a quick song, but it's great. And I'm not going to tell you what the theme of like, you'll get it. And if you don't guess it right, then you go to hell. That's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, you ready? I got my first real 44. Bought it from my neighbor's dog. Shot it till I saw blood red. That was the summer of Sam, all right. Oh, yeah. Back in the summer of Sam, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian Adams. <laughs> that, Fuck you. That, that is amazing. <laughs> That is amazing. I've seen Brian Adams live. I want, I want him to do those oh, lyrics. Have you? I actually yeah. kind of like Loki. Always liked him, but like that song. Whenever I I come to you know trying to think of stuff, I'm like, what will flow right? Because it doesn't have to be super rhymy, but it needs to flow. And changing the lyrics can be a little bit tough because then if you sing it and you change all the lyrics. And you don't have it the same tempo. It just sounds like I just made up a bunch of words and it's not funny. Yeah. But I thought that was funny. That, that, that was great. That was really good. <laughs> uh, and if anyone wants a, a tip, definitely go see Brian Adams live. He does. Um, okay. Is it Baby When You're Gone? So when he sings mm. that, he pulls someone mm. out of the crowd, just a random person to sing it with him. It's very entertaining. Oh. Brian Adams, get me because I'll help you. Get me. <laughs> come at me. Well, when we saw him, he pulled a, a burly man out of the crowd to oh, sing wow. with him. It was very, very entertaining. And he does gu- that song. Oh, my God. No, go ahead, because i got to think of the song now. Uh, the, the guy he pulled out of the crowd was an incredible singer as well. So Brian Adams sung the first bit, and then he sang. and Brian Adams was like, shit, you're good. Oh, the he does who- the everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. we, we've ended on a song. Um, <laughs> do not forget, you need to review us on Apple and Spotify. I know so many of you listen Please. on Samsung Podcast, but if you've got Apple or Spotify on your phone... Just go well, to it. Just, just go to it. You don't need to listen there. Mm-mm. Listen wherever you want. Just drop us a review because it really does help us boost us up the ratings. Uh, I'm going to share a fun fact about our notes now that Heather thought was the best part of my notes. The end of the show, <laughs> I kind of just do off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, so in my notes, I've put review us, call us, love us, blah, blah, blah. And Heather thought that was hilarious. Blah, blah, blah. Spotify. <laughs> so yeah, See, can... I can say certain words. I just can't. 
uh, I'm going to record myself reading a review. And if I record myself doing it, I can do it better. But I feel seen. <laughs> You're exposed. <laughs> exposed as a fraud. <laughs> They're going to be like, that bitch is a fake. She is not really from the UK. And I'm going to say, guess what? Uh, you run podcasts, horror movie review. Uh, they ain't from the South. They live in the UK. Have you heard their accents? You have to do a Southern. You have to say something like, like, or like an American accent. Let's just not say Southern. Let's just say American okay. accent. Well, I, I can only do like Confederate <laughs> Southern accent. That's all I, I have available. It's so bad. <laughs> so, um, well, I tell you, oh, why don't we get Heather to sign us all off now? That'll be great. <laughs> did it, did it, did it, did it. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. You guys. We we are we love you. We're excited that you listen. Like Scott mentioned, go give us five star review. Go give us five stars. You don't even have to leave leave a physical review. Just go give us five stars. Spotify, Apple, okay, Apple. Spotify, Apple, Apple. Yeah. Apple. That sounds sexy as fuck. Anyway, Apple, give us look. Leave us the five stars. We deserve it. We're good. And in the words of Scott, that's all, folks. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Five are not going to satisfy a serial killer, right? There is no, no, there would be no actual number. It would be until you got called. We are not like other shows. I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to be rude because you know how I am. Wasn't a very pleasant looking woman. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but just saying. She was not a high class lady of the night. Uh, I know it looked like terrible. some shit that you did in Kitty Corral school. Like, what the fuck? awful. Of course, he knows where she's buried, and it wasn't long after that. Like, he's like, I'm digging this bitch up. I need her vulva. And in 2003, Nancy filed for divorce and issued a restraining order. You want to smoke or vape? Even vaping is not allowed in the facility. You have to go outside. A whole new level of horrific. There was much you could do to change it, to be honest.